So he's just, you know, run away from, uh, you know, run away from 25 policemen, you know, claiming that he has an explosive device and somehow hasn't been tracked down and shot by all of the different branches of law enforcement that turn up when you're at Six Stars Wanted on GTA. Right? <laughs> that hasn't happened. This guy sort of runs past him as he's jumping in his car and he goes, he goes, he goes a turbo man, turbo man delivery at this shopping mall and jumps in the car and speeds off. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's America's dark heart with extra flipping toys on top. This, yeah. isn't it? Hello, welcome, and Merry Christmas. It's Shark Liver Oil. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. Hello. <laughs> Are we going to leave in the reason why you sound a little bit angry right now? <laughs> yeah, this has been a couple of false starts uh, with the hello, because uh, I couldn't work out how to do it. But we're here. It's Christmas, and it's time for the Shark Liver Oil Christmas special. Before, we've done Charles Dickens. We've done <laughs> classics of English literature with Sherlock Holmes. Somebody did Sherlock Holmes once as a Christmas special. We because, did, yeah. <laughs> because it was a Sherlock Holmes sort of adaptation on telly over Christmas. The thinnest link to Christmas possible there. But this year, we're getting super festive. It's a Christmas film. Um, much beloved... By some, um, that's probably what should be on the sort of film poster. Much beloved by some. <laughs> by some, yeah. Um, it's it's like peanut butter and chocolate, Dave. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger and a Christmas family film. It's Jingle All the Way. <laughs> it's jing- Jingle All the Way. There's no getting off, Matt. We are jingling all <laughs> the way. Yeah. Definitely, there, there will be no escape. Definitely not a cynical Arnie Cashin. Definitely not jingle no, all the way to the bank. Not. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I've been looking for that since I sat down to watch it last night, horrified at what was passing in front of my eyes. Um, it's, it's worth saying, uh, as people may be gathering uh, as we say this, uh, that the, the concept behind this is not good Christmas film club. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's yeah. bad Christmas film club. Because we found, I think this has been a surprise, hasn't it? As we've got, like, done Shark Live Royal for several years. Like, there's loads of Holly, loads of um, uh, Halloween books. Like, you can do horror stories all day long. But you mm. go look into Christmas books, and it's basically Charles Dickens and the many other books written by Charles Dickens. And that's basically it. Yeah. So so we've had to sort of go for films and torture ourselves with this... Uh, with, with, with this I'm sure very beloved by some moron somewhere, <laughs> Phil. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, Dickens has got the market sewn up, so we're going into films. We have done um, Christmas Carol films in the past. We had a couple of suggestions for various variations of A Christmas Carol. But if you go back and listen to our um, Christmas Carol special, which I think was a couple of years ago now, you can find it in the um, in the podcast feed, or if you go to our website, sharkliveroyal.co. Is it sharkliveroyalpodcast.co? Just sharkliveroyal.co. No, we got got the prime URL, Matt. We got in there. If you go to sharkliveroyal.co, you can browse our various um, podcasts by book. So you can can select which one you want. But yeah, the the third in our uh, three-part series on A Christmas Carol looks at Christmas Carol films. But yeah, Jingle All The Way is this one. Um, this is a bit of a last-minute one, so you're not going to be able to get your feedback into us, but um, any thoughts on on Jingle All The Way? We'd still love to hear them, even though they won't make it onto the cast. You can uh, get us on at SharkLiveRoyal on Twitter, or you can email us, SharkLiveRoyalPodcast at gmail.com. Now, so it's a 1996 film starring, as we say, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, 
you know, it isn't his first attempt at a sort of a, a comedy, family comedy, um, sort of branching out By from no his... By no means. Yeah, branching out from his action persona. Um, so yeah. from the man who brought you kindergarten, kindergarten cop uh, <laughs> comes Jingle All The Way. I like Kindergarten Cop. I feel it held it held together fairly well. I mean, <laughs> except in so far as it asked you to buy Arnold Schwarzenegger as a <laughs> as as you know the 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 stereotypical all American uh, all American guy next door, um, which is also the problem with this one is that it kind of Arnold Schwarzenegger in a in a kind of uh, domestic environment is not one that I find it fairly easy to follow but it's also not one that inherently makes me laugh and i think that's that may have been what they were going for as their like profit model on this film yeah although i will say this i will say this matt right two things in arnold schwarzenegger's career which are which are comedy gold right first of all twins i'm sorry him with danny devito that's some funny shit right there just the poster alone (laughs) secondly the bit right at the start of Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, where he's got the big Elton John star-shaped sunglasses on. Genius. <laughs> big fan Genius. of that one. <laughs> big fan of that one. Those are the only two moments, as far as I can tell, before this film, before I saw this <laughs> film again, um, that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger has been funny on screen. And I, my mind was open to a I, certain extent. I'm intrigued to see if he makes it. To a third funny moment during the film. To a strike. <laughs> that was, oh, wonderful. Uh, yeah, me too. <clears throat> so, Jingle All The Way. It starts with the 20th Century Fox logo. And let me just say, this is the moment where, when I was watching it with my girlfriend, we tapped out. <laughs> we watched something else. <laughs> <laughs> Did you actually go and watch something else? Are you, yeah. like, not... Really? <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome indeed to a Christmas podcast chaired by somebody who hasn't seen the subject of the podcast. No, no, no. I, this, I, is, I, this is a history degree all over again, isn't it? This is skating through your early morning Wednesday tutorial, having done none of the reading. No, no, I did watch. I just watched it the next night on my own. So <laughs> oh, I see. To it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It completely undermined its utility as... Uh, you know, uh, as a romantic night in. But I have to, uh, I'll level with you, Matt. I don't think it was the 20th Century Fox logo that undermines the utility of this film as a romantic night in movie. <laughs> I think, kudos for trying it, but I made sure that I made sure that my wife and daughter were well in bed before I got started. <laughs> so, um, Jingle All The Way begins with, um, uh, it's a TV show um, called Turbo Man. It's Turbo Man, the superhero, and Booster, his big pink dog that everybody apparently hates. <laughs> um, there's, there's, there's these little guys who seem to be like little evil Power Rangers as well who are attacking him. Oh, I loved them. Because they were so very much Power Rangers, weren't they? Like, yeah. I had a proper Pav- like a, the Pavlovian, that's ridiculous. I hope it wasn't Pavlovian. Proustian memory of that sort of, just the sight of people in ridiculous low-rent costumes, kind of the point of whom is to be intimidated without in any sense being intimidating <laughs> making little kind of kind of noises yeah. I was bang back on uh, watching Power Rangers uh, in the mornings before school Yeah. unfortunately when Power Rangers was on TV in the mornings before school I was about uh, 8 or 9 hmm. which is to say roughly the right age for shite that you don't realise is shite <laughs> um, 
I, I feel like I should fess up at this point before we really get too far into the film. Didn't like um, it. No, well, <laughs> I'm getting that impression. <laughs> How little you know me, Matt. How little you know me. Um, no, I saw this in the cinema. Oh, did you? I paid, I paid good money when I was 12 years old to see Jingle All The Way at the cinema. <laughs> me and a mate went to, the, went to the cinema, and there was, as far as I can remember, nothing else on, which can be the only reason we ended up watching Jingle <laughs> All The Way. And um, so I've paid money to see this film. And as I was watching this film, even like from the, the first frame, really, from the first thing, I'd never, I hadn't seen it since I was 12 years old. I was like, I wasn't lost in the kind of, you know, happy memory kind of place that you would expect something that you watched at that impressionable age to kind of be getting you. Mm. What I was remembering was that this was the first time I ever sat in a cinema and watched a film and thought, this is shite. <laughs> like, it was the very first time as a, like, and those Treasure of you who memory. I know, <laughs> but I mean, I'm not saying I was happy about remembering that. I think I would have preferred the innocence, but I mean, I think if, if anybody's listened, uh, the, 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 those of you who have listened to our, um, to the Christmas film podcast we did a while ago, um, that's not an opinion which has necessarily left my lips <laughs> since when it comes to watching certain films. Um, and so I'll just say this, Scrooged, not the classic people say it is. I'm just going to put it out there. Just that, That's the way yeah. it is. Go and listen to the podcast if you want. But um, but it's like I was astonished at having this like, you know, Proustian memory, this kind of like flashback to a, like a golden era in your childhood where you remember things so fondly and, you know, a more innocent age where everything was easy and nice and stuff. And uh, my Proustian memory was not the smell of baking bread in the morning. It was the, the feeling of going into a cinema, sitting down and being thoroughly underwhelmed by a film for the first time in my life. <laughs> Well, um, I suppose this is the time for me to mention this. I'll see your um, went to see this at the cinema and raise it with a. Um, I currently own a copy of this on DVD. You own it. I'm not much. I don't. I'm not much of a film guy, really. I, I, I've got about twenty DVDs of films, and this somehow is one of them. He's one of them. <laughs> yeah. So I've got. It, I've got it as a treasured possession. Um, that's so, hilarious. Yeah, I, I mean, so I, I'm I, I assume you don't have the... all the director's cuts of Blade Runner, but yeah. um, you do have Jingle all the way. Yeah, I mean, I assume you still got the the, the the stub cinema ticket framed on your wall, but um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can watch this I whenever have. I want. That's the big thing. Yeah, <laughs> Dave's first sneer is what it's called. <laughs> so yeah, so this is this Turbo Man program's going on. Um, you know, it's the usual sort of all kinds of yeah you know, kids show. There's some kind of bomb that he needs to defuse. Um, there's a kid that's been there's a kid that's been dropped off a cliff by a villain, and I love how yeah. the the villain's um, means of killing the kid is sort of through the. Oh, I mean, Turbo Man's big thing is he can fly, so dropping the kid <laughs> off a cliff seems like a fairly. Uh, yeah, he doesn't like his. He really means it. The uh, the villain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, again, it's a bit Doctor Evil, isn't it? Yeah. And if, and and this actually raises one of the problems that we have with the plot here is that it's supposed to be a bit Doctor Evil. It's supposed to be a little bit shite. Yeah, that's like the hammy. idea. Yeah. Right, Hammy. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the the problem is, I think when you make like a, a satirically Hammy movie, you sort of have to make it really well. Because otherwise, what you end up doing is making the film that everybody else is going to mock. Mm. And I'm surprised there haven't been more parodies of Jingle All The Way. I suppose it's just shite. It's not beyond like parody, it's irredeemably think, bad. <laughs> it's beyond parody. Brilliant. <laughs> and, but wouldn't you love, though, like, you know, the, the film that's out at the moment, the um, 
The Disaster Artist, which is about the making of The Room, which is mm. this like legendarily appalling film from the early noughties. I'm kind of quite sad that, you know, that Jingle All The Way doesn't have its own... <laughs> cabal of followers who you know follow it and you know repeat you know home style all american platitudes at the screen in a broad austrian accent you know i feel like there's i feel like there there should be a market for that somewhere except of course that would mean watching the film yeah. which nobody wants to do i don't know there's a lot of people who like it and I, I didn't i've got to admit i didn't hate it but um i wouldn't they, say oh, it's a oh. treasured treasured film so we zoom out. There's this kid watching this this pro, this uh, Turboman program. Dad's not home. Is at the is at the office where there's a big Christmas party going on. Dad is um, Arnie. He's called Howard, but I think I'm just going to call him Arnie. Um, and he's yeah. Because was there ever a less Germanic name than Howard? <laughs> Saying that maybe it has a Howard and maybe it has a Germanic root. Maybe it's Saxon. But I just it doesn't feel like I would go to Austria and meet anybody called. <laughs> Howard, you know? <laughs> yeah, so he's he's in the office, he's sort of still sorting out some vague deals for something, um, and he keeps saying, he, he has all these different people on the line, he says, you're my number one customer, in the end his wife rings up, and he disc- he says to her, you're my number one customer, and that actually did surprise a laugh out of me, which I'm a, <laughs> little, really? I'm a little embarrassed to say, but yeah, I thought it was I, quite funny. <laughs> I saw it coming, I, I, I have to say, I yeah. saw the train at the other end of the tunnel and did not move <laughs> off the tracks. I didn't pause. I just let it hit me square in the face. <laughs> now he's got um he's got to go to his kid's karate class, um and he's getting held up at work. You see where this is going. We cut to the <laughs> we cut to the karate. There's this guy called yeah. Ted who's there who seems to be this like unfathomable ladies man. Like all these women are coming up to him asking him about various things. Um, yeah, and uh, basically coming on to him and he's he's sort of looking all smug. Um, we yeah. cut to yeah. Arnie. When <laughs> on. Nobody looks, nobody looks smug like Phil Hartman. Yeah, I yeah. feel like we should, well we cast. should pull one out at this point for Phil, Phil Hartman, um, otherwise known as Troy McClure, um, <laughs> who's is just like the the one ray of light in this film is how <laughs> awful Phil Hartman is. Everybody else is like playing a cliche and playing it too well, and they're playing it within the lines. Jake Lloyd, in particular, we will come to and discuss, but. Um, but Phil Hartman is, I honestly think this approaches the status of comic masterclass <laughs> until he needs to actually have something to do with the plot when he's just being smarmy and horrible at the start of this film. It is yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> um, Arnie's rushing back. He's, he's late. At this point, I'm just thinking, what a prick. He's not, he's not even trying hard <laughs> enough to get back to his kid's karate class at Christmas. Um, yeah. He, he's, 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 yeah. He swerves out into a lay-by to get around all this traffic. And he gets stopped by a cop, and I think you, you're supposed to be like, "Oh, what a shame for him." I just thought, "Well, good, you're fucking." Yeah, why, why, you're why, why is your journey so much more important than these other poor fuckers who are sitting in the traffic yeah. jam? Um, right, and and how is everybody else in this American city um, not looking at the big lane to the right and going, <laughs> "I'll have a bit of that." Like, and he's going along at quite a lick as well, isn't he? Like, yeah. this is like. Like I'm not sure if somebody decided to try and do the same thing as him at the wrong moment, you wouldn't end, you wouldn't end up with jingle all the way to the ER. You know, like that, that would be the result of this, wouldn't it? Yeah. So he gets stopped by this cop, and um, he's like, the the, the cop is isn't is in no mood to let him go. Obviously. Um, again, it was just funny this because when he's going down the layby, I was just thinking you're you're a wanker, and then when the cop stops, and I was cheering, so I didn't mind yeah, the fact he yeah. stopped. But um, I was fully on the side of the cop. 
From actually, most of the times this cop is a recurring character. Most of the <laughs> yeah. things that he does, I was like, "Yep, yep, 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 yep." Cool, cool. The, the strange things about this as well is that he's he's driving and he's like swerving into layby and he's keep saying to himself, "I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it." The thing's already going on, so he's he's already yeah. not made yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, this is one of the one of the several I have to say questionable filmmaking decisions in this film. Mm. Uh, the other of which is the fact that spoilers. He get he gets there late, but he gets there late. He runs in like sprints through the car park and down this corridor and into this room where where this event has taken place, and it's empty and people are sweeping it up. Hmm. And I'm like, at no point did you notice that the car park was fucking empty? No, <laughs> probably stop running, Arnie. I wouldn't bother, mate. Leave I reckon, I reckon he, he pulled up, saw no other cars, and thought, oh yes, number one, Dad. I'm the only one who's made yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else has been frozen up, but not this guy, who has two thumbs, speaks slightly accented English, and is the best father in the world. This guy. So he returns to his house all dejected. Ted is on his roof putting lights on on his house, which is just brilliant. <laughs> bit far, bit far, isn't it? Like, particularly because... Now, these, these lights are fairly tasteful, but I think we all know that the, 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 uh, the standard format for Christmas lights on a house is breathtakingly poorly conceived yeah. right you know the the one with the sort of poorly lit the one that's supposed to be a massive snowman and it's inflated and the light's too weak so it just looks like some sort of eldritch horror from the beyond yeah. you know propped on top of the caravan that sort of thing um so these lights actually look all right but if you came back and found one of your neighbors on your roof setting up you know the kind of christmas lights that actually happen in the real world mm. you'd be like what the hell have you done to my house? <laughs> well, I yeah. like my house. It looks lovely. And now you've made it look like a cretin lives here. What are you doing? <laughs> well, the thing is as well, this is, this, is, this is what introduces us as well to this, this rather strange relationship between um, Arnie's wife and Ted. In that, yeah, she she's like she she obviously throughout the film she obviously thinks he's a bit of a dick and doesn't really like him, but she can't yeah. seem to say no to anything he suggests doing. Like she's obviously said yes to him putting all these lights on her house when she yeah. doesn't want them there. I was like, oh, yeah. oh dear. yeah, anyway, yeah. I mean, so and and I mean, perhaps this is you know this is a, a realistic depiction of that sort of suburban knobhead <laughs> you know in 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 america i wouldn't know i've never lived in suburban america but um you know the, the sort of person who just gets used to being told yes all the time mm. um which you know phil hartman plays to an absolute perfection um just sort of and he, we do see him steamroller over quite a lot of what she has to say about basically anything at mm. different points in the thing i'm not going to get too deep about it because you know it's fairly one-dimensional depiction of a dickhead Hmm. But I do find it, yeah, like I, I do find it odd, and I can't work out if it's bad script writing or subtly extremely deep script writing <laughs> that she's she's like socialized to be too nice to this complete twat. <laughs> um, I, I don't I don't know what the kind of root of that is, but you're right. From the outside, it is a weird relationship. Yeah, that he's just in and out of her house all the time doing dad stuff. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, fine. And it's supposed to be that she's kind of, you know, she's just fed up with her husband. She doesn't like him. And she's, you know, she's looking elsewhere. She's interested elsewhere. But it's a She never does seem to be interested elsewhere. I think they got a bit... Is it, I, I, that, I think she's the character that I, I found the, the, the sort of most disappointing in that it's not... She's not very well drawn. Because she mm. kind of falls between, she's doing things that 
yeah, that it feels like she's she's the point was she was going to be written to be, um, yeah, she's really unhappy at the moment, and there's this guy who's you know she's she, she sort of she likes, but you know she's a bit conflicted, but it never works because it's sort of she. Yeah. she I think they've they, they looked at it and thought, oh no, she's it reflects badly on her if she's at all interested in him, so she has to hate this guy. And, yeah, and it but just then turns that means into a weird. This, yeah. It just the whole character feels odd. I think it would have been quite a. It'd be a better film and interesting with le- some more layers to it. Um, if this guy was sort of quite an, a, a gen- genuinely quite an attractive character, and she do, she is a bit sort of yeah. interested in him, but obviously still has these conflicted emotions because she's obviously married to someone else. And um, yeah. but yeah, I mean. It, yeah, yeah. It, 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 we're expecting something a bit deeper, and which, is, which isn't really just, necessarily it, required. It, it, is it could have been a classic, Matt, couldn't it? <laughs> if only they'd have gone for that complexity. But there's no punchlines in that, are there? And when you've got Phil Hartman, you'd better damn well have hired him to be smarmy, because, <laughs> and he smarms like an absolute pro. Yeah. Now, um, Arnie comes in. His kid's obviously pissed off with him because he's missed what it turns out to be yet another karate Um Karate thing, and uh, Arnie starts by saying, "Oh, it wasn't my fault. Like it was the traffic's fault. Like he didn't get there in time." (laughs) Which is classic. To be honest, I have said that myself in the past. But (laughs) anyway, yeah, but probably, probably not to you know a beloved son slightly before Christmas. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I feel like you would put put the hours in a little bit more there to get in the schedule in right, wouldn't you? Yeah, Um, it's it it reminded me of that. Have you seen this? do those like sweary uh, cartoons uh, about the workplace yeah. that are often shared on Facebook? My favorite one of them is like there's this bloke walking into a meeting like really late, and he just says, "Sorry, I'm late. I couldn't be fucked to get in here any earlier." <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. I, I I I'm Dave, and I approve that. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. The whole thing is just kind of. It's. I mean, it, the whole of this first sequence, like, it did set up the kind of emotional, you know, situation in the film. Mm. It did do that, you know, and it only went downhill from here, but it still was <laughs> incredibly wooden. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know why nobody noticed that Arnold Schwarzenegger can't really act when he's given kind of things to do. Um, but, and so, confused by this, I went and looked up what Arnold Schwarzenegger got paid for making this film mm. do you know what he got paid about a million dollars or something oh oh matt oh matt how 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 extremely touchingly sane of you to make such a low ball suggestion <laughs> do you know how much he got paid 10 million dollars 20 million yeah, wow yeah 20 million dollars worth every cent like that's i'd say yeah <laughs> <laughs> is is he is he i mean he might be worth every cent if you sort of you know carved furniture out of him um, I'm not sure he's worth every cent if uh, you flip in well, how much did the film make? Uh, 169 there you go he's worth every cent because that, cause it, <laughs> it, it, it wouldn't have made 9 if it wasn't him on the front would it? I, that's true you're right <laughs> so it's impossible to sense. argue that with another actor in place it would have been more of a masterpiece <laughs> um, certainly not more of a money spinner yeah, <laughs> um, I don't know though. I would have paid good money to see you know Tom Cruise tries hard to be genial with an absolutely paper thin script. You know, <laughs> could have been could have been Jerry Maguire too. This Jerry <laughs> Maguire too, the toy one would have been great. 
So Arnie eventually works himself round to saying sorry. It takes him long enough, but he does in the end. Um, yeah. And he says, what can I do to make it up to you? And the kid's like, buy me something. <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like not questioned at all, is it? Oh, no, like no, the no. whole thing about it's completely appropriate for your love to be expressed through possessions is not one that this film is terribly interested in questioning, I think. <laughs> and like that wouldn't blow me away because, you know, it's American film. America's are fairly famous for being a very consumerist society. Hmm. Not that Britain's any better, I don't think. But, um, you know, you, you kind of, you're not terribly surprised by that approach. But then again, I went looking. Um, I went, I read Wikipedia, basically. And um, the guys who made it thought they were making a satire. Hmm. And, and lads, I, I've got to tell you, it, it did not work. <laughs> this, this has not landed where you thought it was going to land. <laughs> this is not satirical. This just tells seven-year-olds that the way to get their fathers to love them or to show love to them is to demand material goods. I like how he sort of muscles in on Father Christmas as well. He's like, "Oh, I think Santa's bringing me that," and, and Arnie's like, "Fuck Santa! I need to, I need to, I need to buy myself some love here." <laughs> no, he's too busy. <laughs> I've got to get it. Yet. <laughs> Santa doesn't care about you. All right. <laughs> so he goes downstairs after finding this out. It's still not dawned on him that his wife's asked him to get this toy two weeks ago. And she and then she says, oh, you did get the doll, didn't you? And he's like, yeah, sure. And true to form for his, his wife, she doesn't take the, ask the next question, which would be, where is it? She just says, oh, good, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Her role is to be clueless but benign yeah. in this plot, isn't it? So it's Christmas Eve. Um, there's, there are two things happening on Christmas Eve or that need to happen for Arnie to, to not end up divorced at the end of this film <laughs> and it's A, for him to attend this parade with his son so not miss yet another engagement with his son and B, to somehow get his hands on this doll it's a, sorry not a doll, it's an action figure isn't it, it's the Turbo Man action figure yeah, um, but the the word doll is appropriate in all directions, I'm not having this <laughs> the, the, calling it an action figure is just a way of telling boys that you don't need to be girlish in order to have this toy, and I think more pushback should be introduced on that particular question. <laughs> it's a doll, you're still a boy, it's fine, get over it. <laughs> he meets Ted outside, and uh, two things that are discovered here. One is that uh, Ted already has, of course, a Turbo Man doll, which is nestled safely under our tree. That um, line. How did he deliver that line so so memorably? But he did, didn't he? Just so smug. Ted is such I've a never great wanted character. to punch he, he, a line in the face before, but I wanted yeah. to punch that line of dialogue in the face. Oh, he's great. And he also he's got a reindeer, like for Christmas. And <laughs> Arnie thinks he's got him here because he's like, Oh, what are you gonna do with it after Christmas? And it, this is amazing. He sort of looks off into the middle distance, is like, I've been watching a group of reindeer over at Lake Minnetoga. (laughs) I'm going to turn him free. Hopefully they'll take him in as one of their own. (laughs) It's just brilliant. (laughs) It is great script writing. But again, because there's something wrong with my imagination as a media consumer these days, I heard him say that and I was like, I've been watching this family of moose over there. I just love moose so much. I'm going to marry this moose. Like my head went to some pretty pretty Black Mirror places pretty quickly. Um, Like, sorry, reindeer. I mean, (laughs) sorry. I I know moose moose. are the size. I'd love it if it was a moose iguanodon. I know, I know. I should know better than that, shouldn't I? But I just, (laughs) just actually, that would be great because the sequence later on 
with the reindeer. <laughs> if that had starred a moose, that would have been amazing. Yeah. That would have been like man versus nature. That would have <laughs> been some flipping... It would brilliant. This, not so much. Mm. I, I did have a question about the moose. Uh, sorry. The <laughs> reindeer. It's a reindeer, Dave. It's a reindeer. <laughs> I had a question about the reindeer, which is... um. To their credit, given that this was 1996, they didn't decide to use CGI in order to do the reindeer. Or they did use CGI at one point later on, and it was gl- te- gloriously <laughs> terrible. Like Mary Poppins terrible. Yeah. But, um, uh, sorry, Mary Poppins special effects terrible, I should say. Mary Poppins is a masterpiece, and I will hear nothing against it. Um, but um, they, uh, they did this as a model, presumably. Either that, or they got the world's most trainable reindeer. Because this thing does a lot of facial expressions, right? <laughs> does a lot of looking at you funny and a lot of snarling and, you know, a lot of you think you're all that, pal. And it was, I thought I was actually genuinely really impressed. I thought it was one of the better performances in the film. <laughs> yeah. No, it's good. The reindeer's cool. Um, so Arnie goes over to the shop sort of the zombie apocalypse shoppers are all outside like trying to get in. <laughs> um he meets this guy it is the it's played by is it a comedian called sinbad i think is that right it is yeah yeah so he meets sinbad who's a postie is a who's, who's after this toy as well and he's sort of yeah. he's comically angry all the time he just always works himself up into these yeah. these these sort of rages um this sort of i don't know um what are they? What are they? I don't know. They're just like these comedy ranches, yeah. I suppose, yeah. yeah. I mean, I so I um this this uh so to 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 continue the the parallel story here of my loss of innocence as a cinema goer, um, I remembered really vividly this scene, and I remembered the feeling I had halfway through this scene when I was like, "This is the most time you've spent on any character apart from the main character," and he's doing a lot of talking. That means you're wanting me to believe that they have a relationship or that to be invested or to think about this guy. Or how, whatever words I would have used when I was 12, I don't know. But I was like, oh, you're showing me this bloke. This isn't interesting. Like, it was just, it was the first time I ever remember watching a scene and going, oh, I see what you're trying to do and you're failing at it. And it was, it was, it was just, oh, this, just, like this particular scene. Yeah, well, it goes on forever, and it's so clearly his act from his stand-up, <laughs> and it ends with him strangling a defenceless bystander. <laughs> I was like, it really was just so spectacularly misjudged, like um, uh, like the Bobcat Goldthwait thing in um in uh, in Scrooged, where it's you know he he goes into his workplace with a rifle and starts killing people, and it's played for laughs. It was that sort of like oh, it was like the sort of kids movie version of that, mm. where I was like, I am not on board. Okay. I am not on board. So, so Simba the Posty, unpopular with Dave, turns up and does <laughs> does his thing. Yeah, he gets angry about a toy. They get into the shop, and uh, Arnie asks for a Turbo Man doll, and he's greeted with the world's greatest customer service, where everyone just keeps pissing themselves in the in his face and laughing at him. The very idea that he wants um, a doll at this this late stage. Um, I'll tell you what I loved about about this this particular little bit. I just want to talk about these staff because one of them actually went on to have a fairly prominent career in comedy. Um, He's the guy who um, played the... um, Do you remember in Anchorman 
the uh, the studio manager that gets really upset when Ron Burgundy insult, insults the city. Yeah. You poop mouth with your poop mouth. It's that guy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, I wonder how many other great actors there are going to be in this not delivering the lines. You know what I mean? Like, he just <laughs> has this, like... He has this 30-second thing, but it was gold. I loved it. I was laughing the whole time he was on screen. It was great. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so there's no... There's, there's no... T- no figures there. There is one that some some woman's ordered and has got, and they, they try and sort of chase after her, but they don't manage to get to her in time. And then mm. we're into sort of a montage of Arnie driving around trying to find a shop, you know, a shop that's got the figure in, and there's no yeah. shop's got it. This is the um, this is this is the moment that it really did feel pre-internet, sort of pre-internet age. <laughs> He's got yeah. the phone book out. Is it pay phones? He's driving to yeah. all the shops. It's like he just. Yeah, it's it's very pre-internet. Um, it is, and how quickly the world was going to change after this as well, eh? Yeah, like you know, ninety, you know, film made two years later. You know, somebody with a car like that and a house like that would also have a mobile phone. Yeah, um, but but no, uh, not at this point. Um, the other thing that's kind of notable here, since we're talking about like supply and that, because you're right, these days you would you know find somebody on you know ebay or amazon or whatever you know you would um, amazon would make sure that this was available in all the quantity that it should be Mm. right up until the day before he would have just got his phone out and ordered it and it would have been the end of the film and it would have been better for everybody um but for some reason they decided to set this film in uh, minneapolis minnesota Mm. Have you ever been to Minneapolis by any mad chance? No, no. Well, well, I have seen Fargo. (laughs) (laughs) Better than Fargo, I think, would be an extremely (laughs) underwhelming one-line review of the Twin Cities of Minneapolis and Paul. Um, But so it has in it, and had at the time, and in fact scenes from the film are set in the world's biggest shopping centre, the Mall of America, is, is in this city. Which is to say... Of all the places in the world where you wouldn't have trouble finding something available in a retail-only universe, it's Minnesota. And they decided to set this thing here, which hinges on the shops don't have this thing that I'm looking for. I'm like, don't do that. Like, you could set it literally anywhere else and there would be fewer purchasing options for him to get really stressed out about. In Minnesota, like, I'm positive you can't possibly run out when you have a mall that size with that many toy shops in it you know what i mean it's just, uh, yeah it's... You, you can though uh, toy shops run out of like there's always a christmas gift every year where you can't get it anywhere isn't there so i don't i don't know sure i have a, a, a problem with i suppose it just shows how, if anything it shows how popular this little figure is i don't know well fair enough but i mean i i yeah i don't know it, it, it felt needlessly credibility stretching you know what i mean like set it in a smaller town where it's like oh that's the only mall in town but you set it in minnesota in minneapolis and presumably take money from the mall people for shooting in there you Mm. um you you kind of have to be like here's a place where everything is available that's the entire point of having a shopping center Mm. the size of the death star Mm. and i i mean anyway of all the things i was pissed about this film this was not one of them carry on (laughs) so meanwhile ted is over at um is over at Arnie's house, getting all touchy feely with his with his wife. There's this bit where yeah. he takes her apron off by putting his arms around her waist, and oh god, it made, almost made me shudder. It was horrible. I know, and it, it was played for comedy as well, wasn't mm. it? And you're like, <laughs> that's not fucking funny. Like, <laughs> knee him in the bollocks, knee him in the bollocks immediately. <laughs> this is what he deserves at that point. Um, he, he sends yeah. her upstairs to take a bath, 
and um, and he's he's working again, again. <laughs> Bit of a weird thing to do, isn't it? <laughs> Forcibly lunge towards, embrace, partially undress, and then se- and command to go and have a bath. Your neighbour's wife. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't care that you end up doing the doing the cookies afterwards. That's just odd. <laughs> so Ted's doing the cookies, and um, and Arnie rings up. <laughs> so Ted answers Arnie's phone, or the house phone. Um, yeah. And this is probably my favourite scene from the entire film, just how he's uh, <laughs> going on about, oh, these cookies. And uh, he's just, he's peak smug Ted at this point. And, uh, and Arn, Arnie's like, like, angry wail of, put that cookie down now. It's just, just great. I loved it. That, it. Yeah. And that's the moment when it's at its best, because that's the moment when Arnold Schwarzenegger is being Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> That's the good moment. And the other bit's when he's trying to be genial or emotive. No, 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 no. I need him yelling at somebody. You know, I need your cars, your boots, and your motorcycle. <laughs> Put um, the cookie down. That's what, I, that's what I want from him. You know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, Arnie hangs up, and the, the Sinbad the Postie makes another appearance, offers to team up with him, and Arnie basically says, no, thanks. Um he he, can't, he almost calls out Arnie saying, "You think you're better than me because you're richer than me." And yeah. for for all like the comedic idiocy of this postman, I think he's kind of got some. He's onto something. Yeah, he's there. right. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. really does. Arnie's a snob, but yeah. like palpably and clearly a snob, and yeah. doesn't want to hang out with this this you know kind of what he would see as a menial worker. Mm. Yeah. What a twat. Yeah. Um, as they're talking, this I, I quite I, I, did, I enjoyed this just how ludicrous it was. This guy sort of runs past him as he's jumping in his car and he goes, "It was a turbo man, turbo man delivery at this shopping mall," and jumps in the car and speeds off. <laughs> <laughs> it's the laziest form of plot exposition, isn't it? Like we've just established that people are literally like fighting each other to get these things, and. Somebody's going to run past and give the game away. <laughs> so excited because that's yeah. what's needed to get them to the next bit of the plot. <laughs> yeah. Tactical misstep, I think. Either that, or he is genuinely, as like you, like you say, genuinely so addled by the the, the hope <laughs> that he just loses all control of his voice box and just runs <laughs> through the streets. The Turbo Man, Turbo Man, Turbo Man. So um, they race over to this this shopping. This, this shop that's got a, a late delivery in. Um, on the way, uh, Arnie backs into that bike um, of the cop um, and he has another run-in with him. This is just that running joke is. where he just keeps ruining yeah. the guy's day. Um, can, can we call it a running joke? Is it, well, yeah. Feel, it feels more like seeing the, seeing the bones of the skeleton where they're like, we need something else to keep this plot moving along. <laughs> the cop, that's it. The cop, that's what we'll do. <laughs> they get to the shopping centre and they're... Um, They've got a. They basically get a a ball, um, which is like a lottery, and they're going to give it out, give the dolls out to the the winners. Um, they're also doubled the price for the toy, which everyone goes mad about. But I thought, you know what? That's that's not that's quite reasonable. It's not. <laughs> I would have expected them to stick like. If this was now, um, you yeah. know, if you were going to do sort of a, you know, the way ticket types do it, they basically just get a delivery of ten of them in. And then they'll put the price tag at like I don't know ten times the price. So it'd be great news for Arnie. He'd be able to just buy one, and the postie would be screwed. Um, yeah, no, so, ab- absolutely. Funny yeah. you should mention that, Matt. As it happened, um, a conversation we were having online about this year's toy du jour, whose name I won't say because I will then laugh for a week. <laughs> 
Um, I was looking on on the finger fingerling, <laughs> dearie me. Got to buy, got to get a good fingerling for Christmas. Um, uh, I was looking at the text and the, stop it. I was looking at the text, at uh, the the tweets that have come out about this, and but I'm going to skip past the for finger. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Oh, dear. Um, yes, I was I was looking for the people who, you know, are, are d- delighted to, to to be able to find a source for a fingerling. Desperate for a fingerling. And uh, they are and Matt, there's desperation at hand. I don't mind telling you. <laughs> um but one person on this hashtag gave a list of like the sort of list price versus the current price on mm. eBay of this year's like hottest toys Mm. um and and you're right that doubling it comes across as positively communist (laughs) by comparison with what the free market is doing to the price of a good fingerling on 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 ebay at the moment um just uh just let me find the list because i can i can remember the highlights but i do kind of want to do the whole the whole thing let's let's name all the products give free advertising (laughs) to everybody um Somebody's tweeted where to find a fingerling on Sunday. I mean, really, really. Um, okay, all right. So the um, the so this year's top toys, right? On Amazon, mm. a, a fingerling will cost you fifteen dollars. Now we're going on eBay for a thousand dollars. Something I know. I know it gets better. Something called a, a lol surprise. <laughs> Kind of a, a, a lol surprise. surprise is the next yeah. one, Matt. Lol surprise. Yours is supposed to be nine ninety nine, actually up to five hundred dollars. Oh. The the classic Barbie Hello Dream House, up from three hundred dollars, which I think we can all agree is already a bit fucking cheeky, up to fifteen hundred dollars. Mm. And Matt, and this is where we show that we cannot merely look down on children for being crazy about the things they demand for Christmas because because the the, the product aimed so squarely at our generation that it might as well have a Saved by the Bell key ring come with it is the Super Nintendo mm. NES Classic Edition, right? Supposed to retail for $80. Now on eBay for $13,000. <laughs> Get out of town. No one's paying that. Um. Thirteen grand. Well, clearly not because it's still on eBay. Yeah. But you know, it wouldn't surprise me if somebody ended up paying that pretty quick. Man, that's Plus amazing. Shipping to get yeah. it there in time is nuts, isn't it? Anyway, so all of this to say that the world has not got any more intelligent in the last twenty-one years. Yeah, is it bad that my first thought when you said that about this SNES Mini was I saw one of them in the shop about a week ago and actually got it and <laughs> stuck it on eBay. <laughs> yeah, you should have done that. Yeah. Pay for Christmas mm. and a holiday afterwards. Yeah. Okay, so um, so yeah, so the way they're going to get this is the way they're going to give these out or sell them is through this lottery with the balls. This leads to a a lot the bounciest bouncy ball ever chase, um, which involves Arnie <laughs> running after a bouncy ball through the shopping mall. Um, some kid getting it. Some kid of indeterminate sex turns out it's a little girl. I spent. Yeah, I'm always like yeah, shocked when I he says that, that as well. Yeah, because I thought I'm sure it was a little boy, but um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I thought, and exactly what I thought at the time when I was watching it as a twelve-year-old. I was like, <laughs> "Is it a girl?" <laughs> it ends with Arnie sort of grabbing this child in the ball pool, which is just looks just as bad as it sounds, and um, all yeah. these all these mums start like whacking him with the handbags, um, and it's, <laughs> it's a bit Benny Hill, isn't it? <laughs> like it's a bit. 
If you wanted to show a maternally outraged woman these days, you really would not have her going, I have no weapons to hand, and as a woman, I can't punch. Uh, uh, handbag, handbag to the face, handbag to the face. <laughs> yeah, um, and it ends with him being... This as well, this as well is the first moment in the in the plot, and there are a couple more, where something happens for the sake of a, like a punchline to the end of an action sequence, which which is actually like really disturbing and if you saw it happening in real life <laughs> the police would be called yeah you know following a child around inside a child's uh, like play palace <laughs> climbing thing in the middle of a crowded mall i'm pretty sure he wouldn't make it to the ball pool <laughs> You know, I'm pretty sure if somebody saw a grown man, never mind a grown man Arnie's size, crawling around one of those things, you'd call the police before he was up the first let, first set of steps. You know what I mean? Like, he'd be done. Game over. I love what he shouts when he gets turfed out of the place. He just goes, I'm not a pervert. I was looking for a turbo man doll. <laughs> and the moment you utter the phrase... I'm not a pervert. That, sir, is where you have lost. I love the way it says pervert with four U's. It's great. Pervert. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Nothing. Nothing like. Uh, nothing like Arnie for evoking the spirit of Middle America. Um, he then sort of falls in with this bad Santa and his elf. Um, ah. who, say they, who say they can. They can get him a turbo mandal. I like how they prove they've got one. They show this picture and there's like the elf's holding the doll and a copy of today's newspaper like he's kidnapped. <laughs> Which I thought was great. <laughs> that was funny. This sequence, I have to say, these, these two performances, again, you know, best of a bad bunch. Mm. And of course it's because it's Jim Belushi. <laughs> of course Jim Belushi's funnier than everybody else in the film apart from Phil Hartman. Like they just went raiding Saturday Night Live of the mid-90s and it worked. <laughs> yeah, so they get, it gets taken to this warehouse um, and they do like a jingle bell knock to get in and I, I really like the arrival at the warehouse as this sort of like gangstery music playing and there's all these like people dressed up as Father Christmas running this massive like racket um, <laughs> I love that as well because they're not all in in the mall like the guy who's in the mall dressed as Santa needs to be dressed as Santa <laughs> Nobody else needs to be dressed as Santa, and as a matter of fact, if it turns out you're raided, you're going to be really easy to spot as you're running away. You'll just be like, catch all the running Santas in a three-block area. Done. You can't really, like, blend into the crowd, can you? Um, he gets sold a, uh, a Turbo Man doll, but it's a dud. It's, um, it's a fake. It br- it, it's sort of broken into pieces, and it speaks Spanish. Um <laughs> Again, one of the interesting things about this is it does hit all those beats of what really does happen when you have these crazed, like, toy crazes. You have the desperation of parents trying to get them, and you have the people taking advantage from from marking up the price so they get some more money to sort of the the sudden knockoff black market that appears. Because, yeah, this it's just, it is a, a familiar story, this, of what happens when you have these sudden super... Uh, popular toys but yeah, yeah so so, yeah. so it's all a con he, he calls them out for that ends up having a fight with all these santas which involves a, a, a santa with nunchucks which is great and um <laughs> and and this my favorite one this massive father christmas who sort of love that. he's got his, these big braces on and he just goes i'm gonna deck your halls bub <laughs> <laughs> that i was on board for that was that was quality script writing from top to bottom although i think it's a bit weird that you you hire arnold schwarzenegger and then one of the 
you know, fight set pieces you put him in is somebody who's bigger than him. <laughs> you know, like that's a bit. I don't think people pay money to see Arnold Schwarzenegger lose in a fist fight. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No. Um. It's funny this because it's it's sort of all a bit menacing and stuff, but also quite like childish as well in that like he gets tasered at one point Arnie and falls over and then they all just have a massive pile on like it's at school <laughs> like pile yeah, on yeah, yeah. and then they get raided um, and Arnie manages to escape because he grabs a toy um, like badge and uh, pretends to be a detective uh, and gets so again dumb but kind of fun um, <laughs> he leaves he's on his way back <laughs> and his car runs out of fuel. I mean, I, I'm I'm speechless, <laughs> <laughs> and rightly so, Matt. I think because it's like, did you not notice? Did you not? You know, I don't know about you. If I'm like ever this frantic about anything, I'm like I'm looking anywhere for distraction, including I would assume the fuel gauge on my massive, massive fuel guzzling car. Although, in fairness. You know, this is an American 4x4, so possibly it was full when he left the house this morning. But still, you should keep an eye on that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's mm. something you should be aware of. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So he's he's stuck. He's, uh, his car runs out of fuel. Um, zombie apocalypse style. He, he rings home again. Um, at, at, at this point, Ted... It turns out Ted's a divorcee. That's why he's, um, that's why he's the super dad, apparently. <laughs> Um, yeah, this this origin story doesn't seem terribly plausible to me. Mm. Like, a divorce occurred, and I'm going to hazard a guess and say that Ted was not necessarily a, a, a wronged party in that, <laughs> unless getting divorced also turned him into a knobhead. Um, so, so, presumably, you know, that happened for a reason, and, and, and which was related to him. And then he's decided to become, like everybody's favourite, like, everybody's favourite eligible bachelor, except everybody just wants to bake for... I don't understand what, <laughs> what's supposed to have happened in his character. He gets divorced, and that means that he likes making cookies. Mm. Like, I don't really see the, the linkage between those... that whole phenomenon. I don't really understand what the deal is there. Yeah. Um, Arnie calls home, and he manages to get hold of his son... Um, we have this long convoluted thing about the reindeer, which the reindeer is called Ted, just basically so when Arnie asks where, where his wife is, his kid can say she's next door petting Ted. Um, poor line. Was weak it source, was, wasn't man. it? Yeah. Weak source. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> Arnie's ringing to say I might not make it to the parade. Understandably, his kid is furious. His kid starts quote. Right. His kid starts quoting Turbo Man to him, which is the last. Which, to be fair to Arnie, is the last thing he needs to hear at this point. And they have a big fight, <laughs> and it ends with yeah. um, his wife like looking over, like a son crying, going, "Damn you, Howard!" So yeah, bit of heart. I, I'd like it if she'd have sold that a bit more. Less of the wounded, more of the kind of, you know, end of the planet of the apes sort of thing, <laughs> like. Damn you, Howard! <laughs> Damn you to hell! That would have been an interesting character choice on her part, and I would have liked it. <laughs> then we get this, like, speaking of weird scenes, so Simbad the Posty turns up again. Um, this is this point, actually, I remember the first time I watched it, when he appeared again here, I was beginning to think, is this sort of like a weird version of the angel in A Wonderful Life? Does he not really exist? Because it's so yeah. coincidental that he keeps showing up. I was like, I don't think this guy's real. <laughs> But um, it turns out, no, it's not that. It might have been no, better if it no. was. Um, 
Absolutely, absolutely. Well, and and it would have been much better if it was because otherwise, without that, there is nothing to do, to explain <laughs> why this guy up. keeps turning up. But we have not yet come to the greatest sin that's committed <laughs> in that particular area of this plot, and we will come to it. Yeah. So they they sit and talk. Um, you know, it feels like the game's up. They're not going to do it. Uh, Arnie's like, "Am I a bad father?" And everybody's like, "Yes, you are." You keep missing yes, your kids' social not. engagements and your work's more important than your child. So, yeah, you are. But anyway... Yeah, um, yeah that's, a, that's a fairly easy one to answer, aren't <laughs> yes. He remembers how he built his kid a clubhouse a while ago and that's when, during better times. He seems to miss the point that the thing that made that great wasn't the fact that he spent money on buying a clubhouse, but the fact that he was there doing that. And that that yeah. whole lesson just seems to sort of... Just disappear. He doesn't eat. the thing yeah. he takes from it by the end is I've got to make sure I buy this thing. Um, yeah, I've got to spend money on it because I no longer have time to spend with my son. And money, time, and love are all synonymous things. Yeah, the transit of properties is consistent across the board. No, uh, no, it is kind of an, fucking no. It, it is kind of frustrating this scene because it felt while I was watching, I was thinking, oh, I, it felt like we were going towards a the toy isn't that important. It's you that's important. And then, yeah. and then we swing right back round because Sinbad tells his story about how he didn't get the toy he wanted for Christmas, and that's why he ended up as a postman. <laughs> and then Arnie imagines <laughs> right. his son as a postman, which apparently is the worst thing he could possibly ever be. Yeah. And then I- that's that's the lesson he takes away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Upper middle class Americans remember that you must continue to consume, otherwise your children will become lower middle class Americans. <laughs> like, I, and. <laughs> just it, it, breathtaking. I mean, so I think I think to be completely fair to them and to give them all the benefit that exists in the capacious doubt at hand, the problem was that he was dressed as a postman drinking alcohol in the middle of the day, <laughs> yeah. and that was the thing that bothered him. Never mind that Arnie's just had a swig. Never mind that. That's clearly a sign of degeneracy. <laughs> Fine. Fine. But you're right, the rest of it is horrifying. And it's even more horrifying for the fact that this, in this genre of film, that's not a a track that you have to try very hard to go down. Because It's a Wonderful Life is a film that exists in the universe we inhabit. (laughs) The whole point of which is to make you realise that the thing that you previously worried about probably isn't the thing that you should be worrying about because other things are better and more important than it. But, but... No, we won't have that. We'll have the most late 90s thing you can ever have in a film, which is somebody saying, if only my dad had bought me a toy which allowed me to pretend to be a tank, I wouldn't have turned out this maladjusted. And I have to say, I question your logic. <laughs> um, the, this heart-to-heart ends with uh, them hearing on the radio that uh, there's a competition to win a Turbo Mandol. So um, they have a fight as they try, they try and ring the station. And then they realise the station's just around the corner, so they run there. Arnie gets there first because he's fitter, unsurprisingly. Um, <laughs> and, and then it turns out, after all, I mean, he lies he like a crazy person. He smashes his way into the studio. The, stu- the radio studio becomes just another victim of this, um, this insane quest for a, for a toy. He absolutely trashes yeah. the place. And it turns, out, <laughs> it, it turns out that it's only a gift certificate anyway. Um, and they, they nearly beat the guy up before that. It's just like, it's all getting a bit dark in, in like a yeah, weird kind of funny way. Um, the police show up. Did you notice... Did you, hang I'm on, before you do here, that, yeah. Matt, I'm surprised you haven't noticed. 
Um, who, uh, who exactly is the DJ? You look familiar, but who is he? Matt, it's friend of the podcast, Gene Parmesan. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. <laughs> and I promise you, I literally did the Jessica Walter ah! when I realised who it was. It was an actual, I had an actual Gene Parmesan moment with Gene Parmesan. It was like that made the film worth it all by itself. Oh, he's just, he's just some long-haired radio presenter. Oh, am I? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Gene Parmesan, how you doing? A Turbo Man doll, you say? I could probably track one down for you. <laughs> it's going to cost you, though. <laughs> yeah, so um, he calls the police because two people are trashing his studio. Um, Sinbad the Post, he does this, I've got a bomb routine, once when it's not a bomb, and once when it turns out it is, and he ends up blowing a load of policemen up, but luckily, yeah. in this cartoon world, they don't die. Which is Yeah, yeah. L- yeah. luckily... It's a comedy bomb. You know, that well-established genre of device, the comedy bomb. But, but when, the, when that bomb... I tell you what, man. I mean, honestly, obviously, almost all media made before 2001 yeah, in America time. Yeah. is a lot more yeah. fucking cavalier about explosions in buildings and police officers than it is than, than any film could have been afterwards. We noticed this, again, third and last time I'm going to mention it, in Scrooged, where the opening sequence is a plane blowing up and it's played for laughs again. Um, but um, uh, but this was just unbelievable because they do it off camera. So for a moment, I'm like, "Did you? Uh, uh, did you? What? <laughs> because you've done nothing so far to suggest that you're in a cartoon universe, right? <laughs> like nobody's kind of fallen. There are a couple of things later that make it clear they are in a fucking cartoon universe. But until this point, you know, nobody's you know had an anvil dropped on their head and survived it. Nobody's done anything like that. And so I was like, "Did you just?" What? <laughs> and the fact is that I couldn't even remember it from the first time I'd watched it. <laughs> Your sensibilities change, don't they? Yeah. Uh, Arnie returns home. Ted is in his house putting the star on the tree, um, which is what Arnie always likes to do. And um, finally, he receives just the smallest bit of pushback from uh, Arnie's wife, who says, no, you can't do that. Arnie likes to do that. And he sort of goes... Shame Arnie's not, it's not Arnie, but Shame Howard's not as uh, bothered about being here with his family or something like that. Anyway, Arnie sees sees Ted doing this and decides he's going yeah. to rob his smarmy ass and he breaks into his house to steal the Turbo Man doll from under the tree. I mean, this is the point. This is the. I mean, at the end, he's walking out of the house and then has an attack of conscience where he says, "Oh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this." And he's like, "Yeah, hell yeah, you shouldn't. You're stealing from a child. <laughs> of course, you fucking shouldn't, Arnie. I'm not on your team here." And I, I, I do love that. Like, this is the classic genre of film where all sorts of things are done which are openly illegal and dangerous, <laughs> but but which all fall under the heading of capers. And so at the end of it, nobody gets arrested. But, yeah. you know, so far we've got complicity in uh, complicity in a bombing, as far as the police know. Um, a brawl in a shopping centre. Um, and and setting a house on fire. Arson. And theft. Attempted robbery um, as well, yeah, yeah. Attempted robbery, exactly. None of which, none of which the recurring cop character gives a crap about. <laughs> but... 
you know, a minor a minor driving violation and knocking over his bike. Those are things that Arnie's going to get in trouble for. It's just, <laughs> what universe do we live in? Yeah. So he has this attack of conscience, gets attacked by the reindeer and chased through the house. So even though he doesn't steal the Turbo Man doll, he does still trash Ted's house um, and, uh, and smash his windows. Um, there's a house fire. He's basically caught red-handed with the doll in his hand. Um, and he says, let me explain. And they cut him off. And I was devastated because I would have loved to hear what the explanation he could come up with for, for the position he's in. But, uh, but yeah. Um, it looks like the divorce papers are on the way. Um, and Ted s- says, you can't bench press your way out of this one. Uh, Which... To this point, like, fine, he's playing by Arnold Schwarzenegger, so you're like, all right. Um, but he hasn't been pitched as, like, a strong man at any point. Mm. He's lost a fight. He hasn't done any heavy lifting. He's pushed a car for a little bit, I suppose, but he seems to be struggling. Um, and that's it. So it's just such a weird sort of meta commentary. I'm like, this is played by the guy who used to be Mr. Universe, so he must be really rich and must be really into lifting, even though there's been literally no mention of that whatsoever. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, after Ted leaves, uh, Arnie punches the reindeer in the face. <laughs> I mean, I was on board for that. As good as a performance as it's been, that reindeer's a dick. <laughs> and then he and then he gets the reindeer drunk. They sort of have a. It's like a like the classic two guys two guys who fight with each other, and then after they've had a fight, they become best friends. So he gets the reindeer drunk. <laughs> Um, and then he then he sees a picture of himself drawn by his kid, and that makes him yeah. get sort of back on the horse and decide he's still going to try and make it to the parade. So up to this point, he was just going to sit in the back garden and I assume get drunk with get the pissed. reindeer and, and wait for the inevitable <laughs> divorce. <laughs> you know what? I would pay to see that post credits f- scene if they'd have filmed that. Whack it at the end. Hey, baby, I got drunk with the thing. It's brilliant. <laughs> Did you get the toy? I didn't get the fucking toy. <laughs> Fuck off. Like, it's, that, that's comedy. This is, you know, animal abuse. That's what it is. So we get over to the parade. Ted makes his move in the car. He says an amazing line. He says, Ted's here. When, um... <laughs> I mean, so he, 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 he tries to... Yeah, he tries, he tries to kiss Arnie's wife. She um, sort of pushes him off. And like hits him in the head with a, with a flask of eggnog, and it's kind of like laughably, it's kind of laughably pathetic. Um, yeah, and it's, it's slapstick. Yeah, it's funny because Ted is a is a he's obviously a, you know a bit of a laughable character and really smarmy and a dick. But one thing you can say about him, you know, it's not played as like some. He's not aggressive. He's like once she once she tells once, That's once, true. once she says no, he's like oh shit. Um, that's although he she, he does doesn't he grab her? He puts his arm around her. Yeah. yeah I mean, I so I feel like there's this. I, I agree. Like it's not. It, we're certainly not asked to find somebody being like angrily aggressive. We're not asked to find that funny. I still feel a little bit like the in the car. She's clearly uncomfortable. All of that mm. is like is yeah. I was I I. I did, for all that the character, you know, you need to bring some sort of resolution to this hugely misguided fucking plotline. <laughs> um, I feel like it was a bit, 
it was still played for laughs. It yeah. was played for slapstick. Of course it was. It's a PG. It's for kids. But the fact that it's for kids is even worse. Um, uh, although, um, I have to say, given that it's a kid's film and, you know, you can't have him being punched in the face until he's bloody-nosed or worse... Um, <laughs> And ending up covered in eggnog <laughs> is as good a way of any as humiliating the guy. And, you know, couldn't happen to a nicer knob end, could it? <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Arnie's on the run from the cop again. He's, he's, he's knocked a lot, over a lot of coffee over him. So he's running away. Um, again, that's worth arresting him for. <laughs> the arson, the robbery, the... No, none of that. He runs into a warehouse, gets stuffed into a Turbo Man costume... And, uh, and and it turns out he's going to end up in the parade as Turbo Man. I do like <laughs> I do like the fact that the guy says, "Oh, thanks for standing in." Um, the other uh, the other guy um, who you're replacing, the doctors say it's it's going really well. He showed signs of brain activity this morning. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's a good line, and it's delivered absolutely to perfection. And for a second, I thought the guy who did it was a really young Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> Um, and I don't think it is, but if it is, if it was, it would be genius. Um, but I, I mean, and again, I'm not even going to get into why this is preposterous. It's just a classic piece of slapstick setup. Mm. Although I will say, I would have liked it if the if the costume had been just a tiny bit too small. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a Turbo Man suit that's basically like jack ups. You know? Yeah, you see his little hairy shins poking through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why is Turbo Man dressed like a Turbo pensioner? <laughs> Never you mind. The guy who plays Booster is obviously like has to be so like wise cracking guy from Queens. Like, hey, where you been? Yeah. <laughs> we gotta get on stage, huh? So, uh, but he also has to be. So he has to be like he has to basically greet him like a dick. But then also his role for the rest of the rest of this scene is to tell him what he's supposed to be doing, <laughs> which I thought was a nice little bit of meta commentary on what it must be like to direct Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Cause I do imagine you having to stand behind the camera, holding up clapper boards going, look sad, <laughs> change, sadder, <laughs> not angry, sad, <laughs> tell him you love him. Like That must be, I, I get the impression in this film. That was what was going on. And I quite liked that they put that on camera as well. Yeah. So, Arnie as Turbo Man appears at the parade. Sort of <laughs> the fanfare that greets him is sort of a bit of turbo guitar. There's this guy with an electric guitar oh, doing a big solo it. as he comes out. <laughs> it's great. He's having that. Um, he's firing off salutes and posing and saluting to his kid. And it turns out that <laughs> in the most like spectacular consumerist uh, parade ever the climax of the entire parade is Turbo Man giving out a Turbo Man doll to a child <laughs> which is how you resolve the plot but you're right it is a festival of plastic shite isn't it um, at this point it's looking like oh this is going to be the happy ending There's a, Arnie through a spectacular stroke of luck is dressed as Turbo Man he's going to be able to give the Turbo Man doll to his kid Yeah. <laughs> oh no no um, the villain is about to show up who uh, <laughs> I think you're going to have a problem with this but uh, Sinbad <laughs> what, what on earth makes you think that man? Sinbad the posty has somehow managed to find the villain the guy who's playing the villain knock him out and steal his costume <laughs> Dave, go like each- <laughs> well I, I mean I, I just 
it's the questions that are begged that, that are so marvellous to me. I almost want to see the missing footage, which, by the way, wasn't included in the in the extended edition because that map was the one I watched. I went the extra mile for the shark. I watched the extended edition. Or exactly the same. You've said nothing that wasn't in the version I saw, so I don't know what's going on what with was that. that. Well, so you don't know what was extra? I don't know what was extra. Couldn't spot it. Um, I mean, my recall of being 12 years old and losing my innocence was not quite that good, but um, <laughs> so to speak. However, I want to see the missing footage, the journey taken by our second or primary antagonist from being, for, you know, you know, blowing up police officers and running away from them, basically, to... Because that was the last time we saw it, yeah. right? Right. So he's just, you know, run away from, a, you know, run away from 25 policemen, you know, claiming that he has an explosive device and somehow hasn't been tracked down and shot by all of the different branches of law enforcement that turn up when you're at Six Stars Wanted on GTA. Right? <laughs> that hasn't happened. Somehow. <laughs> and, and instead... He has discovered that Turbo Man in the parade is going to give away a toy. <laughs> discovered that it's this elaborate diorama set up on public streets where somebody's going to be dressed as the bad guy from a cartoon. He can't even remember the name of, by the way, right? Turtle Man. He says it in the finale as well. He's, he's found out where this guy is going to be perched on what must be quite a long parade route in the middle of the city. He's climbed up to the roof, (laughs) and then he's looked at the guy and thought, my only option here is to commit assault, (laughs) and then try and play this extremely acrobatically complicated role without a safety harness... (laughs) Which involves me firing a grappling hook to a lamppost and then sliding down that grappling hook because all postmen are trained in that, obviously. <laughs> they've all got their they've all got their posty flipping repelling ropes. They're all trained in that shit because the post must get through. <laughs> and he's he's done all of this and then decided to go through with it, and then somehow, spoilers, loses the subsequent fight with the moron that walked into a, into a warehouse by mistake, got dressed up in heavy explosives, and has done nothing more complicated than talk through a microphone to his kid. I want to see the other story. I want to see the story about the guy who was resourceful enough to do all of that shit, and then wasn't smart enough to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I, I wanna I wanna know what happened, Matt, because I do not buy it. Yeah, so he he, he, he as you summarized, he he arrives. <laughs> um Booster says, What are you doing, mate? You know, this isn't part of the show. He punches Booster in the face. And I love this. Like Booster <laughs> falls over and then all these people surround him and basically like start kicking the shit out of him because they hate him. <laughs> like, that was funny. That was funny. <laughs> I remember him, being disquieted by that when I was twelve, but now I'm that's comedy, man. <laughs> that, more of that, please. Yeah. Um so he grabs Arnie's kid, um, tries to sort of like steal the turbo mandol. There's there's stuff involving turbo discs and evil power rangers again. It ends with the kid, the kid runs off and starts climbing up a ladder, 
uh, and climbs onto the roof of a building and nobody stops yeah. him because they think it's part of the show. Questionable decision-making there as well, I feel, right? <laughs> like, even his mother stops to explain to a policeman that he's not actually part of the show <laughs> rather than stopping him from climbing up <laughs> an icy fire escape to a rooftop while being pursued by a strange man in a very strange costume. <laughs> So um, he, he makes it to the top of this building and ends up hanging off this uh, this tree, or this metal sort of tree sign, um, yeah. along with Health the, and safety along was with not the performed villain. on that. Yeah. Um, tr- trying to give chase is Arnie, his turbo man. He switches on his turbo boosters, and <laughs> this, this is where... <laughs> as, as the safest way of saving the situation as well. That's what I love about this. He's like, I've got a jetpack. That must be the best way. And then we enter what can only be described as uh, the seventh level of CGI hell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in fairness, to do this back then, you needed to have, you know, a server farm the size of, let us say, Colorado. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm sure they did, they got the best they could, but <laughs> it was not good. <laughs> There's a bit where there is this family sitting around praying over dinner, and he just yeah. flies through the room. <laughs> what was all that about? I don't know, man. Ah, oh, it was funny because of the flames. Uh, I haven't got a clue. So I'm lost. So in the end, um, the uh, the villain gets hit by a boomerang and, and falls, not to his death, but, like, into a... Yeah, onto the ground and survives. Yeah, into a PG-13 <clears throat> yeah. end, end to his plotline. Yeah, the kid falls as well, but Arnie catches him, and they... Uh... <laughs> Did you... Can, can we just not blow past that just for a second? <laughs> Go on. That, like, Arnie's solution to his son falling from six stories up onto concrete is to say, I reckon... I've got enough control over this costume that I haven't seen until 10 minutes ago. And it's presumably a profoundly untested piece of quasi-military hardware. I reckon I've got enough control over this that I can accurately calculate my son's rate of fall and my rate of forward motion with no need for recalibration or or anything, just on a guess, press the button and go, and I'm going to catch him out of the air. A truer ending to this film, Matt, and I think we can all agree it would have been a better one, like the like the ending they filmed to The Mist. <laughs> That'd be a dark <laughs> way to been, end this family Christmas. It would film. be. Yeah. Arnie misses. Jake Lloyd smashes into the pavement, sparing us all the Phantom Menace. By the way, <laughs> and, and 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 his wife leaves him. Yeah. That that would have been that would have been the ending for the. Film. <laughs> Well, there's also that bit where he hits the he, he flies into a wall and sort of like judders oh, yeah. like a like a, a piece of wood rather than his head like splatting like a watermelon. So yeah. yeah, I thought that that was that was the other bit that was squarely like acme, yeah. wasn't it? It was like that's that's some roadrunner stuff, right? Yeah. So he catches him, they land, he gives him the doll. There's the big reveal. I'm amazed that neither him, his wife, nor his child recognises him until he takes his helmet off. But that's a classic yeah. superhero trope, isn't classic. it? Classic, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He says, I'm sorry, I love you, Jamie. I love you. And um, 
And then he says to the policeman, sorry about the bomb and all that. And the policeman's like, yeah, fine, don't worry about it. Well, whatever. You're wearing an impressive outfit, so yeah. you're my guy. Don't worry, you, you, you're upper middle class. We've arrested this this guy over yeah, here. That's, that's exactly <laughs> it, isn't it? Don't worry, sir. There's no danger of you looking poor, so you're going to be fine. Yeah, so they've they, they arrested the, uh, the lower middle class guy of mixed race. He gets bundled into the back of the van. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it, America's dark heart with extra flipping toys on top of this, yeah. isn't it? when it gets to this point in the plot there's a consolation prize he gets the turbo man because uh yeah the kid says oh i don't need it anymore because i got the real one he's basically i've traded up for a better model uh, so i have to have this shitty plastic toy enjoy your 35 yeah. years in yeah. jail for it um <laughs> i was gonna say and and i'm pretty sure that the, all of the police officers will absolutely have respected the fact that this guy really badly want to give wants to give that toy to his son and won't keep it in the evidence locker <laughs> Forever, you know. I'm sure. I'm sure that toy is making its way to this now fatherless child. <laughs> I also think so. Uh, that is a lovely moment. I have to say, it was the one moment in the film where it did get to that um, that kind of uh, uh, "it's a wonderful life" thing of the kid realizing that you know the toy isn't the far better than him getting the thing and going, "Daddy, I love you again." <laughs> so, kudos for it. Although again, when, you know, my my less better self did think at that moment that in a different type of film, Arnie would have absolutely lost his shit. <laughs> Do you know what I've gone through to get that toy? Do you know what I have happened? Can you see? I've literally got fused vertebrae in my spine now because I, I flew a jetpack into a brick wall. I don't know if you saw me do that, but let me tell you, they there are consequences. <laughs> do you know? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so he says, oh yeah, I've got the real Turbo Man at home. Run credits. Dave, did you see the bonus scene at the end? I did. That was in the, that was in the, uh, in the extra, in the extra bit. Mm. And I thought it was, it was, it was awful. It was, I would have been much happier, (laughs) much happier if the credits had run early. I, I like the fact that it's called an extended edition, not a director's cut, because no director in his right mind, even Brian Glazer, who brought us Scooby Doo 3, the director movie animation version, um, even Brian Glazer, uh, was a good enough director to be like, nah, we, we're taking that out. That's not, that's not going in. That's a bad way to end the film. No, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, it, 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 and you know, it was, it was in the normal, I watched the normal version and it's in that as well. Oh, which is mad. okay. Um, but yeah, so, oh. so the, the final scene, just in case you just listen to this and you haven't watched it, is, um, he's, he's under the tree, um, he's, and she's, his wife says, oh, you did all that for your son's toy. What did you get me? And then it's like a close-up of his face. And I think that was oh, sort yeah. of a, a half-hearted attempt to set up a sequel. <laughs> Can you... I mean, yeah, so, like, what... But it's supposed to be the end of Christmas Eve already. So, like, it would be, like, <laughs> jingle all the way at night. And he's going around all of the shops that are open at night trying to find something PG-13 appropriate to give his wife for the next day. Like, it'd just be a lot of unexamined brown paper bags, wouldn't it? Basically. Yeah. Uh, what shop did I find that was open? Well, honey, there's only one kind of shop where I could buy something for you. As, Deary me. And so ends Jingle All The Way. Dave, thoughts? Uh, shite. <laughs> shite, but at least it was only 90 minutes long. I think would be my review of that film. <laughs> bollocks, but at the very least, brief bollocks. At least it wasn't directed by Michael Bay and going for three hours. You know. uh, How about you? It, well, it's... Yeah, it's... 
by any measurement, it's not a good film. But I, <laughs> <laughs> but I can't. But I, I've got to say, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hate it. It was a. It wasn't a bad. I mean, I was doing something else as I was watching it, but it wasn't a. Yeah. It wasn't a dreadful way to pass a bit of time. I could see what I could imagine watching it with a little kid and thinking it was all right. Yeah. Although, if you, I don't know, if you're going to watch a Christmas kids film, there are better ones. So, anyway. I agree wholeheartedly with that. Yeah, like that's the problem in it is that this is while there are very few Christmas books, there are loads and loads of Christmas films, and I think if we carry on this tradition of shit films at Christmas. <laughs> With Shark Live Royal. I think that's something we're going to have to say quite a lot, is in a universe that contains It's a Wonderful Life and Die Hard and Raymond Briggs the Snowman, why have we ended up <laughs> making this film in addition to that particular canon? <laughs> like, choose a lower-hanging fruit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, so um, that's what we think. Now for some reviews from around the internet. Yes. Um, quite a, reviews. You know, there were quite a few people. I've got. I've pulled these off Amazon, and there are quite a few people who love it and say they watch it every single year. So if you love it, good luck to you. And you know, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, fair play. You can't. You can't choose what you love, can you? <laughs> you can't choose who you love. Yeah. <laughs> can't choose who you love. You can't choose what films you love. Um, so the spirit. I assume it's the spirit of Christmas. Gave it three stars. Ridiculous film that makes little sense by the end, but worth viewing if you just love a bit of Schwarzenegger being thoroughly silly. So, yeah. Thoroughly silly? I think thoroughly shite might be fair. Ah. <laughs> um, Craig gave it four stars. Jingle All The Way yep. is an excellent example of traditional, wholesome family entertainment. In my opinion, it contains all of the essential ingredients of a Christmas movie and is totally worth that elusive Christmas Day slot. This is the kind of film that leaves you glowing inside and at the same time makes you laugh, cry and scream for more. Many say that Arnie is hopeless as an emotive actor, but this film backs up his fine performance right. that he displayed fine. in Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> like I'm just start with that line again this film backs up his fine performance that he displayed in Kindergarten Cop yet another movie in which he didn't just pull off stunt after stunt in summary everyone should see this film just for the sheer fact that it'll make you feel happy and content yeah. and that wasn't even five stars that was just four it has, it has everything that a Christmas movie should have which is to say bombing, arson robbery um, condescension from rich people to poor people, and very few consequences for crime. Oh, oh, and extre- at, at the very best, it, it was extremely creepy, um, absolute inability to notice when somebody is not into you. <laughs> yeah. Bring the kids. All the holiday favourites. Right, five stars from Gareth. Here this we is go. a big end. Are you ready? This film yep. should be as much a part of the Christmas TV experience as It's a Wonderful Life, White Christmas and A Christmas Carol. Jingle All the Way is one of the few times, along with Scrooged and the Santa Claus, when a Christmas movie made it in, made in the last two decades has tried, and more importantly succeeded, in bringing a heartwarming modern update to a traditional classic. Um, well, <laughs> I mean, we know what I think about Scrooged, but the Santa Claus... <laughs> The, the Santa Claus is your Christmas classic? The, the fucking Santa Claus? Are you joking? Him from Home Improvement in a beard? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like, the, the, uh, 
<laughs> Holy crap, Matt. Holy crap. He, he has more. Uh, I like this line. Let's get one thing straight. When Arnold Schwarzenegger does comedy, his performances are hammier than a double-decker buzz crammed full of pigs. But that's what makes him so watchable. That's solid. Um, I disagree. <laughs> I respectfully disagree. Watchfully, watchable is not the word that I would go for there. This is a movie about the lengths a parent will go to give their child the perfect Christmas. It's a film about the importance of making and keeping promises. Toys. <laughs> Buying things. Sorry. And, and above Sorry. all, it's a film that shows that imperfection is actually perfection. Arnie's annoyingly wholesome, perfect father, played superbly by Phil Hartman, it, no, no, the, the oh, other guy, oh, oh, I see. is the ultimate loser yeah. of the movie, while Arnie eventually shows that he isn't the bad father that his family sometimes think he is. I disagree. I think he very much, on many occasions, yeah. is the bad father that he appears Absolutely to be. Absolutely proves that they are right to hold him in contempt. <laughs> You know, this is not a marriage that's lasting more than another couple of years. Let's be real. Not forgetting, this is a guy who has been caught in his neighbour's front room stealing a toy about half an hour before the end of the film. Yeah, but he's the winner, Matt. He's great because his name's above the title. He's 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 not the loser in this film. It's not that scene is one loser stealing from and then igniting the house of another loser. That's it. <laughs> That's that's what that scene is. And it sums up the movie rather well, I think. Uh, Tom gave it four stars, and he references Hatchimals here, which is sort of like one of the must-buy gifts of a few years ago. So he said, I bought yeah. this to show my daughter what people are doing for Hatchimals this year. We got her a Hatchimal, and we keep telling her there's no way she's getting one, and it's crazy how much parents will do to get a toy for them that they really want. Then I told her, if only you had parents that loved you that much, you'd get a Hatchimal. <laughs> We have humour. We have humour in our family, and she's eleven, so she thought it was funny. <laughs> okay, all right, Good. that's desirable. If she's eleven, that's slightly better. But I still have to say, I think you are. You are. I don't think. I think he's acting as though sitcom plots are like object lessons. Like you're supposed to do that sort of thing, and then you know, you know, on Christmas Eve, he's going to pour whiskey all over the thing and set it on fire or some shit. Um, that's that. I think is is kind of where we're going there you're also telling your child that they should be really happy because you show them love by buying them shit which i think is not something that's going to work out for you when she discovers about international plane flights can i tell you (laughs) (laughs) but fucking hell anyway sorry uh, one, I've got some one stars now. Wanda gave it one stars. Yep. My people, my people. <laughs> Wanda says curse words throughout not exactly family friendly. Oh for fuck's sake. <laughs> I that is of all the things you could all the snowballs you could throw in the in the, the gurning self-important face of this film the fact that he occasionally says does he say damn twice possibly <laughs> certainly nothing worse than the word shit i don't think i ever heard that <laughs> no that's it that's it that's all i can a damn i think was all i could remember curse words throughout i think fuck i think you're like theo he gave yeah. it one stars and uh I like it he says, a busy father is willing to do anything, including lying, murder, stealing, evading police, B&E, hit and run, and many more whimsically illegal things to get a toy for his son for Christmas. Luckily for Arnold, yes. blowing someone up is funny and not terrorism. Yes! <laughs> Theo, you and me, mate, we need to go and find the only pub in town that doesn't have any Christmas decorations up and drink beer together and talk about how it's all nonsense anyway. <laughs> and we can share bar humbugs. And the final review, bearing in mind this is an Amazon review, Rita gave it one star, and her review is, 
did not order this movie through exclamation marks. <laughs> I wonder what movie she was looking I don't for. No. I tell you what's really funny actually, Matt. That's a perfect last last review to end on because do you know the name of the actress who plays Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife in this? Is it Rita? It's Rita Wilson. <laughs> it's Tom Hanks' wife, Rita Wilson. <laughs> And it's, that's brilliant. I just love the idea that she's, just, she's just like held it in. She's had to do this awful film with this terrible performance and she's kept it in. And the only place she's ever expressed her dissatisfaction with it is, is she goes on Amazon and goes, did not order this film. I was under the impression that I would be in a thoughtful little piece, you know, where everybody was trying to go art house. And I ended up instead being aggressively hugged at the very least, by Phil Hartman in a 4 by 4 Did not order this movie. Oh, so ends our coverage of uh, <laughs> of Jingle All The Way. Um, I enjoyed watching it. I enjoyed podcasting about it more. Um, and I hope you enjoyed it too. I hope you have a Merry Christmas. Uh, but from all of us at Short Live Royal, that is to say both of us, very Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> And a happy new year. Oh, yeah. You filthy animals. Welcome and fuck off. Hello, welcome, Merry Christmas and fuck off. Hello, welcome and fuck off. <laughs>